0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Evolve You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian McEldery, an executive health coach, consultant, doctor of pharmacy, and entrepreneur. And within this podcast, we will be bringing you exciting episodes discussing health, business, and personal development to evolve you into the best version of yourself. So, with that being said, let's hop into this episode. So guys, welcome back to the Evolve You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian McEldry. As already stated, this is a podcast that we're bringing you exciting episodes with guests and myself to bring you uh, value as much as possible and to give you the best information to evolve you into the best version of yourself. And today we have an awesome, awesome guest that reached out to me, which I was very shocked and surprised, but uh, also humbled and thankful as well. Um, And I do want to go ahead and introduce Dr. Zaino today. I'm going to introduce him properly and then he's going to give a little bit of his story really quick. So let me go ahead and hop into Dr. Zaino. First of all, how are you doing, Doc?
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Doc. I appreciate you and uh, everybody who's listening. Thank you for listening and you're going to have a lot of value today. Guaranteed. I guarantee it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, Dr. Chris Zaino is a world-renowned speaker, author, entrepreneur, and hero. After winning Mr. America, yes, Mr. America, in 1998 and being a leader in the fitness industry, he has now found himself defying a deadly disease in the late in his late 20s. Dr. Zaino leveraged his experience to establish one of the largest health and wellness clinics in the world, seeing thousands of patients a week. Yes, people, thousands teaching mindset and health principles that has allowed thousands of people to finally receive results where other health and medical systems failed in the past. Now, international speaker, author, and mindset expert Dr. Zeno has shared his message of wholeness in mind and body over 5,000 times through Dr. Zeno's Here Arises four-step methodology. He is shifting executives, entrepreneurs, startups, and wellness professionals alike to continue to make an impact on millions. So I'm going to stop right there just because I want him to give a little bit more of his story. We can read on and on, and you guys didn't come here to hear all this. You can read that on your own. But I want to get straight to the value and ask Dr. Zano really quick to go ahead and touch a little bit on your story because, guys, it was really um, an interesting one of overcoming and persevering through so much. Uh, in his health state, and in his business, and personal development, and family life. So, Doctor Zaino, if you can give us a little bit of your story,
1: sure, Doctor Brian. And, and for everybody's listening, when I do tell my story, I'll I'll take little like kind of side side steps out to maybe go over a a learning lesson, a real key point that you could apply to your life today, right now, versus having to go uh, learn it the tough way, like I did. All right. So if that's if you're in agreement with that. <laughs> Uh, take some notes. Okay, so let's just go back to 1998. Um, so in 1998, things are just really looking awesome. I just graduated with my degree in exercise physiology from the University of Central Florida. I'm living in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I won the Mr. America right then and there, you know, just to, in that year. So I got the degree, I got the title, and I, I was a personal trainer. So it was just, I mean, I business was great. Mm -hmm. And then Universal Studios is there. So I got to work with some of the Orlando Magic uh, privately. And they would film Xena, Warrior Princess, and Hercules. They would do certain uh, scenes at Universal Studios. So I got to be the head trainer for uh, some of the actors and celebrities over there as well. So very cool. Internet's coming up. I'm on cover of magazines, several at one time. You know, that whole uh, cool thing then I started writing for uh, websites like bodybuilding.com. You know, all all the sites that are really uh, coming up. So, you know, it's funny, you know, you get to a point in your life, you're like, and even though I was 20 something years old, it's like, hey, if I could just stay here, everything will be great. And then about a couple of years later, 26, I married my wife, Whitney, and then six months into our marriage, just all of a sudden, I started bleeding a lot when I went to the bathroom. Well, I started bleeding when I went to the bathroom, and then I started bleeding a lot when I went to the bathroom. So I'm thinking really anything in my 20s up to that point, if I had any type of issue, it just kind of went away. And this didn't. And I'm getting worse and worse and worse. Now I'm getting a little scared. And I play Google MD, like a lot of people do. So they go on the internet and they type in blood and stool. And the first thing that pops up, Doc, is, is uh, cancer. And you know, let me show you my history. You know I, I was led, you know, I was raised to believe that, you know, health really was greatly determined by genetics. And so, uh, I, you know, like today, we know a lot more about epigenetics and controlling factors. But, you know, my dad died of cancer and my grandfather died of cancer but my dad was 68 my, my grandfather was 70 something so i'm sitting there going i'm 20 i'm 26 and you know i just i just didn't want to accept that and things got worse and worse but i was really good at hiding it you know my wife thought i was dieting or something like that then mm-hmm. uh, then my whole life is being how should we say manipulated by this experience of health and having because you know you got to go to the bathroom all the time you know, I, I had a bag of uh, dry clothes in the car just in case because you always had the urge that you were going to go. And I was at a TJ Maxx on a Sunday, and I, I did my usual. I would walk into a building, first place, scope out the bathrooms just so I know where they are. And that became kind of like my crutch of security if I went anywhere. Okay. And so the bathrooms are under construction and locked and not usable. And I'm like, where's the bathrooms? And the guy's like, you got to go outside of sports authority. they guy got just go next door. And I didn't make it. So I'm, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to make it? So this whole... I realized that this physical experience or this physical issue I'm having really started turning into a mental issue as well. Like it just, you know, when the body is affected, it's just a lot more than physical. And trying to walk out of there, I just couldn't. And I just, you know, the fear got to me and the anxiety and I lost my bowels in public. And, and doc, you know, it's one thing when you lose your bowels in public, mm-hmm. if, if you're like a baby or a kid, right. You know, like that's the only time people really see that. But even if you're a grown adult and you lost your bowels in public and it was somewhat whole, yeah. I know it's too much information, but like you could kind of hide it, right? You could kind of yeah. say, "Whoops, I'm out But when it's blood and mucus, and people see blood like staining, you know, staining and seeping through your genes, yeah. that freaks people out. Okay, I mean, if, I mean, who would it be freaked out because it's something no one's ever seen, exactly. And that was a moment, Doc, where I was like, you know, it's, you know, things slowly compound in our lives if we're going through a tough time, whether it be physical you know, physical, marital, relationship, business, and um, financial. And it's slow, but it's compounding. And then it gets to the point where everybody has this wake up, oh, my God, what? Like, like, how did I get this bad? And so I'm just in that moment, I'm like, how did things in my life get this bad? I mean, like, what happened to me? You know, it was one of those, like, what, what happened? And then I ran out of the, uh, the loading dock called my wife. We went right to the hospital and they diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis, a severe form. And uh, they put me on tons of, tons of drugs like prednisone and all these other medications. And my liver couldn't handle a lot of the medications. So I got medically induced hepatitis and they're me with for hepatitis and the drugs. I went from about 230 pounds all the way down to 158 pounds in about three and a half months. And I'm on a, a lot of organ rejection medications. So for those of you that are listening, when you have a a really bad autoimmune disease, just think it's your immune system. It's your body attacking itself. So uh, giving me three uh, organ rejection medications is God forbid, if you ever had an organ transplant, your body would immediately reject that organ, but they give you something that lowers the, the immune system down enough where it's still rejecting it, but it might be five or 10 years. Right. So exactly. my, immune, you know, my immune system is shut down. I'm wearing the mask. I'm like a bubble boy. And the only option at this point was surgery. They would remove the colon because what happens is uh, the lower intestines were, in, were, were diseased. Now it's going to the upper. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, remove your colon. You have a colostomy bag, the rest of your like, you multiple surgeries. Also, because you've been on organ rejection medication, uh, you're probably going to get some type of infection. So there'll be ICU for how many months? I don't know. Right. So the whole, the, and they laid it out, I mean, amazing people, great docs, but they said you, you're sterile from the medication. So you'll be able to have kids $6,000 worth of medication for the rest of your life. Um, even though any type of, and they said any type of bowel disease, mm-hmm. your chances of cancer goes up 80%. Yep. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So, you know, I mean, what am I going to do? Right. Right. This is it. So I'm flying home to see my mom, my mom, uh, you know, she lost two sons already. So she lost uh, a son from a heroin overdose and another son from a freak accident. She sends out the pro email when I got home, uh, my anatomy teacher from high school uh, was there and he says, listen, I need you to go see my doctors, a chiropractor. And to me, that was like, the mo- that was really absurd because, um, you know, I had a- this disease process and there was no muscle modality that was going to help. And I said, thank you so much, but I tried everything. And so here's, let me take a sidestep here. So a lot of times when we're in a victim mentality or we're losing hope, it's very easy because we're in the bottle and we can't really see the label or the blind spots. It's very easy for us to reach a point where we said, I've tried it all. And that helps justify the reason why you haven't gotten your result. And I believed I tried it all because I did everything I was told to do. And then he looks at me, he goes, well, you didn't try it all because if you tried it all, then you would have had your result or you would have had your health. And it was like, that was that was a one-liner that someone told me in that moment of my life that woke me up enough to be like, whoa, he's right. Like, you know what I mean? It just took me out of the funk a little bit to be like, hey, he is right. Now, I don't know how long it would have lasted, but it was enough for me to say, you know what? There may be something else. So I went to go see this doctor and he just taught me how the nervous system works. Your brain controls everything. Nothing, nothing, any of us on this line don't understand. And um, then he took pictures of my spine and my spine was really damaged in my lower spine and right below, uh, my, my skull and my brainstem area. And those nerve roots were being irritated to those organs or, or the brainstem area controls the immune system factors. And, you know, that was a blind spot. So everybody has different pieces of the puzzle and that happened to be a blind spot that I didn't know. And, um, so I'm seeing this, but I'm still scared, right? Doc, I'm like, yeah. you know, why, why would I do this? <laughs> but the way this doctor answered, was great. And I think this is the reason why I chose that route. I'm like, when am I going to get better? Because, right, if we're going through an issue in our life, we just want one answer. When is this going to be over? And he goes, listen, as long as you have this blind spot or this issue, or for those of you listening, whatever the cause is of, of something that you're, that's, you're not finding uh, fun with right now, because whatever the, whatever the cause is, when you choose, and you know what? No matter how victimized I was and how sick I was, he totally, Doc, he totally, Three responsibility right on me. He like, and people would say he didn't have good bedside manner. No, I think he had the best bedside manner because he did not, he would not listen to my victim. He would not listen to me justify why I was a victim. He totally put it back on me. He's like, well, when you choose to correct your problem that you have, that's affecting your life, then your body will get back to a state of ease and be able to heal itself. He's like, but the day and the hour, he goes, that's not up to me because that's between you, you and your body. He's like, but you will get better If you don't quit on yourself, no matter how long it takes. And I just needed someone to just basically tell me in like, I sum it up in my, my hero secret sauce that uh, I talk about. uh, It's really the phrase, no one's coming to save you. I know it sounds, I I know it sounds dooming, but so when you use that term, when, when, when I really teach uh, people that I work with that term, no one's coming to save you. It really is something that creates personal resolve that every human being has. And, and, and I think only when we reach that point, when we realize that no one's coming to save you, that's when you let go of the 99% and you're 100% in. And that beautiful extra 1% is where the new ideas, the new uh, energy, the new strength comes to do what it takes. And so uh, I'm like, he's right. And so, you know, I didn't have the money. You know, we were in a a heck of a lot of debt, but you know what? In society, really, that's never an excuse anymore because when we want something, even when it's not on the account, we find it. exactly. Right. And then there you go. We found it. I wish I could tell everybody. And a week later, everything was wonderful, but no, it was... um, you know, three months later, I, I was off half the meds. Five months later, I'm off all the meds. And five months is when I personally felt and saw momentum, even though everybody else saw. What I mean, momentum is you got to start doing it. And then when you start to see the momentum, then, you know, you made the right decision. See, we're so afraid of making the wrong decision mm-hmm. that we, we, we don't move. And uh, at seven months, my body healed itself from um, incurable disease, which was amazing. That was about 14, 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Well,
0: I, lo- I love the point where you got to, no one is coming to save you, because I think that is something that I really touch on in this episode here, and, and that's really finding your true identity, your secret identity, which is something that you preach about and something that you, uh, you know, teach people, and I think that is something that we align ourselves with um, in finding the answer. And holding ourselves accountable as much as possible uh, and i think that that's something that's that's huge for people to understand that you've got to find the answer and you've got to hold yourself accountable because mm-hmm. a lot of the times you know the saying goes you know paralysis is is analysis it's too much analysis so the more you analyze and and think about things and well, what if, and what if this, and, and well, I don't have this, I can't do it, you, you're stuck. So that's something that I, I truly believe and, and something I really want to touch on with you. Mm-hmm. is really the mindset piece that mm-hmm. you had to develop to, to overcome those, those, those battles with your health. And as you stated, when you are in the TJ Maxx, it, it started to become really a, a mental issue it started to affect your confidence. It started to affect, you know, all these accolades that people were seeing the outer Dr. Zeno uh, and looking from the outside in. It's like, oh, he's doing great. He's, he's had all these accolades. He's, he's fit. And and now you're dealing with this, this issue, which as a man, I I think any men listening um, can attest to this, that we, we don't want to feel like we're inferior in, in in any way we don't want to feel like we are um, vulnerable we don't want to get vulnerable we we don't want to feel like there's a weakness within us and it, it hurts as a man to to have these things um, that come into our lives that whatever that is for you so if you could for us really quick, touch on uh the mindset piece and and what strategies you actually utilized um, within not only the the chiropractic care that you got from meeting, um, your, your savior, but, um, just developing your own inner self-belief and your own inner battles to overcome whatever you had to do.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, um, you're, you're totally right now. I mean, I started working out at 12. Mm. And so just think through high school, when we go through high school and boys are like girls and all those other things going on and and I responded good to the weight. So I might got I got attention from that. I got significance from that. I got uh, maybe not the most popular kid, but as an introverted kid, I got, um, you know, I, I got looked at, right. So it was that whole AC Slater thing. So just think <laughs> for 14 years, it's really all I knew. So you're right. I had built a, My identity was how I looked. My identity was being the, the fitness professional and to get that literally stripped and broken away from me. It was ripped out of me. Like all my muscle was gone. It's like, you know, yeah. it was totally gone. And then when it came to the mental, uh, and I'm just going to get real with everybody listening, when it comes, like you said, this physical issue started developing into an emotional and spiritual problem. The best way I could describe it is that I was emotionally and mentally impotent. That's the greatest way. Cause when you lose your bowels in public, number one, the chances of you allowing that to happen again rise logarithmically, which it did. So now every time if I was in the car or, or any, any little bit of nerves, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to happen again. Exactly. And sure enough, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So, I mean, talk about it, it was. You're right. It became more than a physical battle. It became this emotional, mental battle because you, your resolve, your your strength was there. You would just let go and give, give up, and oh, and every time it just you got weaker and weaker uh, emotionally and mentally from it. And it really kind of goes back to that. No one's coming to save you. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I wish I could tell everybody I had this great discipline from bodybuilding that I transmuted into into getting better health. No, I was super scared. I was super broke. Uh, broken, not fine, but I mean, yes, financially, but like <laughs> emotionally, you know, uh, hopeless victim, like anybody else, super scared, because here's the problem. Let's say we do know something that we actually could start fixing the problem. But every day I was reminded, I still saw the manifestation of what I didn't want. Like, you cannot not see blood in the, in, in, in the toilet bowl 13 times a day. So like, imagine that it reminded me 13 times a day, I get reminded, is this... Is this going to work? Yeah. I mean, is this, or maybe you should have went for the surgery? Like, you follow what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I was reminded every day I kept on seeing the thing I did not want, yet I'm fixing this cause. But in the beginning, I'm fixing the cause, yet not seeing the manifestation of that happening. Right. So it was very frustrating. So I would, you know, I wish, you know, because when you hear my story, it sounds like a highlight film, but let's be honest, like it was scary. So, so feeling scared, all those emotions are there. That's something about the, that, that no one's coming to save me. No, if anybody feels that way, or once you get to that point, no one's coming to save you. No one is going to react to that on this line favorably. It's our body resists that so much. You're like, that's unfair. That's BS. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I eat good. I exercise. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm not lining up at Sonic every morning for breakfast. And those people are doing so much better than I, you know, like you really, you actually go into this, this, frustrated lashing out of but why me this is unfair but because you know what it's it's you it's you coming to the realization that is true that it it has to be on me and none of us like you know it's all (laughs) it's (laughs) like my son's one job is that part of his job is to take out the trash and monday night sure enough justice take the trash down and it's like you know he 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 you know, he grumbles the whole time because he knows no one's going to do it but him. But it's like, so we go through this like kind of a, a, a burning of the impurities phase where your your inner soul is like, you know, it, it really is the way. It's it's the resolve. And we're going to kick and scream going through it. Uh, but then when you realize, listen, there is no savior. There is no pseudo savior but me and how I respond to this. um to, to, to this uh, experience, I keep on saying it's an experience because now looking back, it's been my greatest teacher and I see it with so much love. It's just been so amazing what I went through. Um, but the coolest thing about it is that words don't teach like Dr. Brian, you and I could sit here and we could rock podcast all day long for listeners. But, you know, where the resolve, you know, where the strength came from. It 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 came from knowing, hey, I'm just a little bit better than yesterday and you realized that's a win because all I know is, and everybody listening, if you're, in a, if you're in an experience of contrast in your life that you don't want to be in, for me, when I lost my health, there was only one thing. It told me what I definitely didn't, I, I didn't want to be sick anymore. So I knew what I didn't want, but it also clarified what I did want. I had a much more burning obsessive desire to become healthy where other people may have not because I didn't have that experience. Right. So because of this contrast, I knew what I didn't want. And a lot of people focus on what they didn't want, but I also was able to clarify, well, wow, I do want that. Like, I mean, when, when I saw no blood in the toilet bowl, like no one takes that, everybody takes that for granted. You know, I was like, Oh my God, you know, like, or I gained a pound. So there were so many little things that we take for granted that I saw as a win. And every little, win I had, you know what I did, Dr. Brian, I anchored it, anchor, 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 you know, I just anchored that thing down. So it was kind of like the David and Goliath story, you know, you know, when he was growing up, he killed a bear. You know, the story says he killed a lion, you know, and when, when someone got Goliath showed up, it was just kind of the next level. Like he had some street cred, he had some wins, he had some, something to anchor into. He had some experience and experience. So I, I, I come full circle to say the experience of the contrast or that tough time became the teacher that I was able to anchor to. And as I got out, got through that experience, I had confidence that no teacher could ever teach me, except life. Wow, you know that, that man. Uh,
0: I'm going to segue into piggybacking off of that, and yeah. I hear this so much with my clientele, with your patients, with people in general. And you, you touched a, a point that I I have to resonate with, and and that's something that you, you take for granted what you what you don't like what you you have currently you're taking for granted. And something that I preach and practice every single day is gratefulness. So you wake up every single day and you either in the morning or the evening, you're grateful for something. And I write down three things and I, I, I move people and tell people and, and, and urge my clientele to do these practices because one day you could wake up and those things could be gone. Where that'd be just saying, hey, thankful, thank you, God, for my help. We're still having my family here. Thank you for allowing me to just swing one leg out the bed today. You know, just little bitty things like that. I think, like you said, not seeing blood in the stool um, was something that people just use the restroom and they don't even think about. Mm-hmm. So little bitty things that people might not care about, especially their health, because health is wealth. And you, you put it in order of, you know, health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I truly believe that order should be in that order because if you don't have your health, you you can't build anything. And if you maybe don't have any your finances together, what's the number one issue for divorce and and relationship issues? It's usually finances. Mm -hmm. I I stress that that order, and most people have it reversed, you know, that they're trying to find happiness, but, and then they're trying to find love. And then they're like, "Oh, I'll I'll get my stuff together too. I'll get a job, um, and then I, my health comes last, you know." So I, I truly resonate with that, and, and and definitely understand that that piece. Um, but let me segue back to the the health issue really quick, just so people understand um, about ulcer colitis car- and and UC and uh ir- ir- excuse me irritable uh, bowel disease and and where. That cause is because some people might have been confused and got the story. So, where did the cause actually come from? Because this came from there are many causes mm-hmm. and uh, signs and symptoms of uh, UC. But um, you know, was it the diet? Was it um, family history? Like, where did that come from?
1: Yeah. So the missing piece of the puzzle it wasn't the diet. It wasn't the exercise. You know, I wasn't on any drugs, medications, or. Um alcohol, you know, I was on a lot of caffeine, you know, none of those things. My, and that's why I say my blind spot or my missing piece of the puzzle. And I make sure I always do that clear because you're so right, doc. It's like, you know, I mean, a diagnosis, a group of symptoms that are present or presenting and you're right, like a headache, it can come from multiple causes, right? It can be exactly. toxic, right? So, but at least, we, but we all can agree it's a headache, right? So this, this irritable bowel experience or disease, ulcerative colitis, it was coming from, Uh, I had damage in my spine, my lower spine that was irritating the nerves just enough to decrease function to those areas just enough, causing uh, causing this issue. So as that got corrected, because the cool thing I could look back and say at least the cool thing was I didn't have very very many variables to change. So that's why I became Mm -hmm. such a believer in in what I what I went through is because well I mean you know there's that was the only one variable right. So I because I really truly felt I tried it all. I mean I mean my food was on point i was eating the fermented food i mean like i was there but <laughs> i was like wow so but so it was like okay well this is a, a blind spot i didn't know about and even though in the beginning i really didn't court i couldn't really or i kind of saw the correlation but it was one of those well it's something so let's fix this yep if it was something if that didn't work uh just from what that teacher said, you didn't try everything, then it would, I would have looked for something else, right? Like Jim Rohn said, <laughs> it's bad. how many books do you have to read to get what you want? And uh, as, many as, you, as many as you have to, you know, how many, how many, uh, you know, protocols would have I have done until I got better, right? That whole word until, because, uh, you know, I really do believe when that, when my anatomy teacher says, well, you didn't try everything, because if you tried everything, you would have your result. So it lets us know that, and it is the truth. We all know there's, there's no cause that goes causeless. That would be against universal laws. So there was a cause, but sometimes you're right, Doc. You could get the cause on the first try, or mm-hmm. it might take you a 100 tries. But at least knowing, uh, A, find the cause, and B, give it time, right? I mean, that's that's also the, the yeah. tough one as well. So for me, my missing piece was uh, the damage and irritation in the nervous system. Gotcha. gotcha. And now we could also look back, Doc. You know, you can look back to – uh, some things was, you know, I was, uh, you know, my, they fed me soy formula till I was five years old. Like, you know, we could really go back and pick apart all these other things. And, but you, you follow what I'm saying? But there's, there's things in the yep. past that like the things in the past, you can't, I couldn't do anything about, but like, so right. there, So I didn't get caught up in, Hey, I, I was fed this when I was younger. It was just like, no, you know, there was no family history of it. It was, uh, but that, that was the one that did it for sure. Enough. So where I went back to school and, uh, got my doctorate <laughs> in it which was a, a beautiful unknown doc. I mean, that wasn't yeah. even on the radar, like, like a, a million <laughs> miles off the radar for sure. Like that's why in life, it's like so funny. Like we think we plan, but when you look back at your life, it's really the unknowns that brought us to where we are right now. Like you, you and me talking on this phone, look at all the unknowns that had happened for this to happen. You yep. know, I reached out, like, it's like the, the unknowns contain the beauty of creation of life. It's all there because if we just rely on certainty, then we just live Groundhog Day over and over again. Wow. That's, that's so true. I, I think that uh, you
0: stepping into your purpose from something that happened to you and that you were impacted by, I think a lot of people haven't found that. Some people may have. And guys, if you didn't know, um, I've told my story a little bit, but the reason why I stepped into more of a holistic approach to health from pharmacy was because of a family member. My grandmother passed away two days before my pharmacy school graduation because of mismanagement of medications and side effects so i'm from alabama so i our family doesn't really have that many nutritional you know we ate well you know mom always had the best meals but you've got to think that i didn't grow up with the best nutritional habits. so if i wanted to make a difference i saw that a difference needed to be made in a more of a holistic approach mm-hmm. to health and really educating those people so i i just wanted to Say that just because I, I fully feel that people step into their purpose, and people are l- still looking for a purpose at some points in time, but a lot of the times something happens to you so significant in your life that you step into something that you never thought you would be in, and um, I, I just appreciate you yeah. telling because that that's uh, that's
1: something that a lot of people are still searching for. And Dr. Brian, would I and, and really my prayer. And I think both of us could say the same thing Yeah, uh, is our prayer for everybody listening on this line. I, I, you remember you don't have to, you don't have to go through something like Dr. Yeah. Brian and I went through. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, please, I, cause I, I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to. And I always make sure I clear that because I don't want to be someone who creates the intent that someone almost starts to manifest a struggle to yeah. then say, Hey, I went through this struggle. No, no, no. It's like, I really think for me, Dr. Brian, I was so damn stubborn that, <laughs> uh, or I put so much of my value in how I looked is yeah. that, I mean, let's say it, I'm, I'll say it. I think I went through a journey in life where that being stripped away or the experience I went through, uh, it, it got to a point where my stubbornness and drive, I had to say, okay, okay, uh, uh, you know, timeout. Time, you know what I mean? Like it, it made me stop. It made me say, "Okay, I'll listen." And you yes, know, maybe I, you know, you follow me saying. So I, I think, I think, I it, it for me, it took that um, experience for me to kind of open my eyes and 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 go with you know and, and kind of uh, go what I went through. But I don't think uh, there's remember there's so many people that you know they know what they love to do now, and we're just telling you to go through it. And as you go through your own journey, you'll zig and zag and have experiences of contrast. But you know, it doesn't have to be a loss of a, a loved one because that's you're so right. You know, in, in, in today's yeah. personal development, a lot of people like to talk about, well, what's your purpose? And it's very lovey-dovey. Yeah. Uh, what's your lovey-dovey purpose? But, you know, look with with me and Dr. Brian, it's like our purpose came from something that we hated. Yeah. You know, like it's something, it was a fight. It was a stand. A lot of times your purpose is a stand human trafficking, um, having a loved one die from mismanagement of medications. And, and, you know, was it your aunt you said, or your grandmother? A grandmother. You know, and so, you know, grandmother, she was doing what she was told to do. Like, we yep. could sit here and say, how unfair. Like, this poor lady, she was just listening. She respected yep. what she was told. Like, And this is why Dr. Brian teaches everybody. But at the same time, everybody that's listening, when it comes to your health, you have to be in control of responsibility. That means you. that's part of that is learning and learning about your health. And not, and I like to call it a doctor-doctor relationship. It's like, you know, you if you, mm. you cannot put your health in the hands of other people. It's We owe it to ourselves to learn and take control over that and learn as much as we can about it. Because ultimately at the end of the day, I, I made that choice. Or, you know, at the end of the day, that person made that choice. But it, it's, yep. it's a shame that we had to go through that to find something that we stand for. Stand for, I don't want to say stand, but we stand for something different. And yeah, it, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of spiritual, for certain, a lot of spiritual force behind that that makes us go through and stand up. Because Dr. Brian, I can tell you, because I know the, the whole, you know, um, his colleagues weren't too happy about what he's doing, <laughs> right? You know, it's against the grain. It's yep. it's a lot. I mean, you really somewhat put your neck out there, and and it, and let me tell you though, but when you have that purpose that's burning, um, that's when greatness happens. But I, I, but I just want to make sure that we definitely don't. Uh, feel we have to have a health struggle. And Dr. Brian, something that you can relate to as well. I think in society, when it comes to people's health, and I think I could, I was one of those. It takes our patients or it takes whoever, what I call a uh, active health terrorism to then say, okay, okay, okay. I'll then start Now I'll start valuing my health. Like you said, people are looking for the mm-hmm. money. They're looking for the love relationships, but then it has to ha- have that, that health that I call it an act, uh, active health terrorism. Like literally like there's the, they're, they're facing a crisis and then they go, okay, okay, okay. Cause they knew what to do. A lot of people yep. know what to do, but like, okay, 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 okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, mercy. All right. What do I do? I got to do something. Right. So, but it takes a lot of times. It takes people a lot, a lot of that health, that health crisis to wake up and that could be the heart attack. That could be the diagnosis that could be, because I think, like we said, they, they realize the crisis is real that that bridge they were going to cross came a lot sooner. And through that, when they got that crisis, they went, Oh my God. And now all of a sudden they realized, well, I took my health for granted now at least the, and then increase the desire to gain health again and to do what it takes. So um, I've seen, I'm sure you've seen a lot of patients come to you and they're like, you're like, wow. I mean, you know, it took you 20 or 30 years to get to this point of diabetes or heart disease or cancer, or, you know, like, it's like, you know, this is not an overnight issue. Why now, and they 'll tell you because I just they're scared, and they're they're ready to make a change
0: that's that's so true. you hit it right on the head right there. I mean they come as a, as a last resort yep. instead of prevention mm. or daily habits in in that sense you know it, it doesn't have to be this extraordinary thing that you've got to do, but if you do the little bitty things every single day, would that be making the right choice of nutrition or making the right choice and um, the direction you move in life and what you do, I, I think that's something that people lack. And and uh, after doing a little bit of research on on Dr. Zeno, you know, I listened to his podcast or interview, excuse me, with uh, Dr. Axe, and and that's something that building the daily habits, which I firmly believe in, are the things that are going to get you to where you want to ultimately go and sustain you long term, is to develop the daily habits. So. Let's move into the healthcare state just a little bit. So, any healthcare professionals that might be listening here today, since we got two docs on the phone um, on this podcast, I, I want to touch on what you think the state of healthcare is because it is making a shift. You know, even in the profession of pharmacy, um, medicine. Because you've got functional medicine, functional nutrition coming more apparent. Chiropractic is stepping up. It's always been there, but it's stepping up even more apparent. People are going and trusting their chiropractor to get them healthy naturally, just as you had somebody impact your life. So where do you think the state of health care is moving? Um, and how can we adapt and come to, um, as a collective and, and as a healthcare professionals, to collaborate and, and make it a patient care experience?
1: well i think the key is that there's a, almost like a renaissance uh where patients uh you, you cannot tell a patient anymore hey i'm gonna have you do this what a patient going well you know what i heard those statins because <laughs> muscle weakness brain fog and depression like you know now we have people not challenging the medical doctor but questioning and yeah. it's it's very like uh but you know i mean they I mean, medicine spends $50 million a day on advertising. So they are amazing marketers because, and that's, so that's why I say it's, it's the reason why the health, uh, the holistic health is not really taking over is because of obscurity. Uh, just people didn't know about it. That's the only reason. Cause it makes sense. You know, the body heals itself. Yeah. Okay. We got that. Uh, no one likes to cover symptoms. Yeah, we get that. But you know, when you have a $50 million uh, a, a day marketing superpower, it's obscurity. So meaning like I, I get off the plane, I know where to go for neurosurgery. You know, I get on the radio. I, I mean, it's all there. It's like, I'm constantly mm-hmm. marketed to, but you're absolutely right. You no know, today. People are asking questions. I really think it's good that like a lot of celebrities now are going more a holistic route. You know, I the compounding pharmacies are really now, uh, you know, standing out more. And like, you really, it's just, people are becoming more self-aware because um, you don't hear it on the news. But everybody has that friend or that family <laughs> member that's been through what your grandmother's been through. I'll even tell you my story, Dr. Brian, and everybody yeah. listening. Just More. to think, you would think, like, so my mom, you would think her son, one of the, you know, top wellness guys in, in, in my profession. But people still get scared, even if, you're, if, if you're, they're your mother. So my, my son Titus, he had a little, you know, a little cough. So uh, my mom would fly back and forth from Florida. So she got a little cough, a little cough all right, big deal. So she got a little scared and she didn't call me when she should have called me. And so she went to a doctor and he says, yeah, it and they go right to, it could turn into pneumonia and it could die. So you know what? That scares people. Right. And my mom's like, I don't want to die. I love my grandkids. You know, the, it's the emotional factor. So my mom was given a pack, and a pack is just five beautiful, cute, little colorful pills. Cause that's the thing. Don't let the size. So she takes a pack. And day one, she took it. Now, she didn't call me. She didn't get my advice. Day one, day two, day three. The morning, day four, she wakes up and she goes to the bathroom and she turns on the sink and she goes, wow, I guess my water shut down. Like there's no water. And then, but she looks at the faucet and there's water spilling out of it. And she's like, I can't hear it. And then now she freaks out. She's, she's deaf. My mom's deaf. And she freaks out. She calls the doctor. She goes there. And not putting one in one uh, together, she was like, what happened? I, I lost my healing overnight. And the first thing the nurse said was, have you been on a Z-Pack?" And my mom's like, yeah. She's like, well, you're one of the lucky ones. It usually affects the heart valve. But in some cases, it, cause, it could cause neurological deafness. And my mom, after three days of a simple z pack that I think all of us, most of us have tried once in our <laughs> life, my mom has uh, bilateral neurological deafness over $16,000 of hearing aids that really don't do the trick um, because she was scared. So that's a perfect example of um, you would think something's harmless or we don't even put one and one together who would think an antibiotic would cause deafness. Right? So I, I say all that. So even my mother, it, the thing is like, it, we all have stories, we all have stories of a loved one. And I think when people know that word travels and now people are standing up and they're, tr- they're trying to take better control of their health and uh, they don't just bel- they, don't, they don't just uh, take uh, the hook, line, and sinker of what they're told. They'll actually question they want to play more of a role in their own health care and, and co-mission and co- uh, co-operate with the health care pr- practitioner. So I see myself as, a, same with you, doctor, like we're more of like a health coach uh, because we know it is their body. It is like we're not their savior. We're not going to carry them over the finish line. It's like, hey, we're your health life coach. We'll get you there. But this is the systems, the protocols, and the advice you need to follow. To have the most amazing life ever. And like talking about medical debt, you said how money was such a strain. The number one, like a lot, there's a lot of Dave Ramsey people out there probably listening. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you don't want to invest in your health, Whole Foods. That's a $300 bill. How can I do that? Dave Ramsey says, well, let me tell you about Dave Ramsey and that model. if, if, if you're worried about becoming debt free, the number one cause, the, the number one cause of debt in our country is sick debt, period. So if you want to become debt free, you got to have your health. Because sick debt's the number one thing that'll wipe away all your Dave Ramsey envelopes. And then medical bankruptcy is the leading cause of bankruptcy. 75% of all bankruptcies are medical. 900,000 families went bankrupt because their children were sick. So, like Dr. Brian said, health is the absolute foundation of living this life in this physical unit body we have and having an amazing quality of life to do it in. Wow. Wow. I love
0: that he touched on some numbers, guys, because it it, it only helps reaches more people in different ways and different avenues. Which is why I started this podcast. Which is why, I like having guests like Doctor Zeno on, is because, as you know, Doctor Zeno, you, you, you preach the same message over and over and over again. But when you hear it from different ways, different people, different perspective, different stories, you start to be like, "Huh, maybe they're onto something." <laughs> so i think that guys the takeaway here is to make sure you're investing in your your knowledge of your health you know take a notepad if you have to to the doctor's office or or go in prepared knowing what you're dealing with so you can ask the right questions or if you don't know you know reach out to somebody that you trust that could pose the right questions to you to ask so i think that's something that a lot of people, they just become yes men, yes women, and just accept whatever the person of quote unquote authority is, is giving them or prescribing them in a sense. And I think that that's something that is detrimental to you and could be detrimental if you don't take ownership of your life, of your health, of your wealth, of your relationships, whatever avenue you're trying to grow in and evolve in. So I think I'm going to go ahead and ask dr Zeno really quickly what are some three i get three things that you want to leave with us today three things and touch on a little bit about what you are doing now in the space of chiropractic what you're doing with your speaking and just give your give yourself boost yourself just a little bit if you don't mind
1: yeah, um, absolutely. No problem doing that. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, my office is doing great. We moved to Park City, Utah. I live 1,500 miles away. I go back and forth, have some great associates, and it's doing amazing. So, you know, I, I really built a very strong life. Uh, you know, Doc, when I, when, I, when I enter in, when a patient enters my office, my goal is lifetime patient. I always want a lifetime patient because, you know, you and I, we could help someone for a day mm-hmm. or a season, but, man, to see someone's life change and to have a – not a legacy. I love living legacy. Like I don't want, I don't want my legacy after I'm dead. It's like, I want to enjoy it right now. Right. So I want people to be able to live their legacy and that is maintaining health and doing, like you said, the routines of health for life, you know, so that's not just a, a three month thing. And uh, so now, you know, during that time um, being successful in, in what I did, I checked off all the boxes. It's kind of something different where I checked off, I checked off all the boxes that society said would make me, uh, fulfilled, and you know, I checked financial security, everything you name it, a, a job, you know, a job, it's growth and contribution, and and human touch, and it was just you know, beautiful. Everything was there, and I was excited, and then I, I noticed I was starting getting unfulfilled, and depressed, and disengaged, and numb. And it's because I believed that life was about checking off boxes, not realizing that life is about expanding and evolving. And so there was nothing wrong with what was, I was doing. It was just my hero, my inner hero, saying, "Hey." It's time to evolve. It's time to expand. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't move and I keep, didn't keep on expanding obviously uh, these, these feelings of depression and unfulfillment got worse and worse until I realized that I was grieving my potential. You know, it was, it was time to expand. And then I created the I'm hero project, which was a, a four-step methodology where we embrace the hero mindset. See, my secret identity doc was uh, and was you notice I told you when I was younger I found my identity and how I looked right so that was yep. my secret identity um, so anything other than that meant me losing my identity uh, then after that I became a doctor and then my, do- my, my job became my secret identity right so for me to step out of the health and wellness field to make an impact to make a greater impact around the world sometimes stepping out of your lane means losing your identity and it got very scary this thought of it was scary so I shrunk and I and I went back and And uh, so I realized that in order for me to go after not just security, because a lot of times, guys, and everybody on the listening, uh, we have hierarchy of needs. So when we start a job or career, our hierarchy is security of finances. But once you start to reach the the security of financial uh, issues going on and the thermostat is set and you're feeling good, then you may not realize it, but then your heart starts to seek happiness and fulfillment. So a lot of times the job that you got financial security in may have not been the same occupation that brings you fulfillment and happiness. Yeah. And so you say, well, should I just stay here for the good benefits or should I take this risk or should I go like, you know, it becomes this almost exciting hero's journey again. And so I, I decided to make the leap and to go after my happiness and fulfillment. And it's just been such an amazing ride of unknowns. And uh, the I'm hero projects has helped so many people around the world now. And uh, we go all around the world speaking um, just, you know, the, my digital course is coming out, which is like an amazing master class, the books, everything like that. So, but it is the, the sense of feeling alive again. Like, like the reason why I'm on this podcast and, we, and and, you know, this is the reason why I reached out to you, uh, embracing the hero mindset is the first methodology. The second thing I teach is you need to maximize your superpowers. Again, we take granted the things we take for granted, the things that we're really blessed at yeah. that are easy to us but some other, some other person sees it as like a superpower. So it's, it's, it's being self-aware of that. But the third one is then choosing your vehicle of influence to, to, to serve the world. So Dr. Brian, yours was podcast and speaking, mine's video and yeah. speaking, someone else who might be writing. And then the, the, the problem with personal development, they'll get you pumped up and inspired and say, I know what I want to do. But really the key is we all want to be able to get paid for what we do. So it's monetizing your message for your legacy and knowing that you could have a serving hand and a business hand at the same time And that's now being able to do what you love to do and be able to get amazing value exchange for it. And so through that methodology and, uh, you know, teaching people how to do that, um, people are now able to do the things they love to do while making an amazing living out of it until, until Mm -hmm. that, that itch comes again. They're like, Dr. Z, you know, we worked so hard and it's seven years later. I, I was loving what I'm doing, but what do I feel this way? I'm like, because it's time to expand and evolve again. <laughs> so, so we're always created. We're, we're, so I don't want anybody to think that too many times in life, which is very frustrating. We see life as conditional. Once I hit the financial number, once I, once I hit this health, once I hit this, this, this relationship, then I'll be happy. But what I try to do, my purpose today is I help, I help resurrect heroes out of the, the complacency of their secret identity so they can start living heroic lives once again. But here's the key. By expressing and experiencing true love right now. Your only power is right now in the moment in every area of their lives. So in your health, I can appreciate you might not where you want to be, but you know what? Appreciate that you've come a long way. Your finances may not what they want to be, but you could appreciate I'm doing something for it today. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not, it's the journey is where you should feel love in, not the accomplishment, not this conditional thing. Cause the, let me tell you from experience, I reached the conditional goals and the scariest part is when you reach your conditional goals that you thought for years would make you happy. And you realize it was like the Truman show. It was never, it was, it was, it was the journey. It was never the destination. And that as soon as you reach that goal, you're going to have, to twice the amount of different desires and goals, and it starts a whole other journey. So if you could just realize that your power is in right now, it's not the past, it's not the future, and be able to express love and appreciate yourself and everything that's going on now, that will lead to a happy life, no matter what situation you're in. Wow. On that note, guys, I'm going to leave you with
0: this last message. And, and thank you guys so much for listening. Dr. Zeno. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I really appreciate you reaching out and you sharing your message. And, guys, I will link everything down in the show notes about where you can find him, all of his links, website, and please, please go visit Dr. Zeno if you are in the Utah area. And, Dr. Zeno, you still have your office down in Houston as well?
1: My office in Houston and Utah purposely did not get my license. You know why, Dr. Bry? Because it would have been easy to go back (laughs) to what I already know how to do. So, you know, I, mean? I purposely yeah. put myself in a position where I had to move forward because like everybody thinking, don't like, I want everybody to know that I fight your, your voice, the voice that you're listening to, the, those you listen right now, that voice that you wake up to telling you, I, I, I talk to that person every single day as well, mm-hmm. but it's like, but I know me and I know I, sometimes I have to put myself in a routine or a situation that may have to force me to move forward. Wow. but I know it's what's best for us in the future. And if you guys do connect with me on social media, I put out content every single day and it's stuff yep. like this. It's not, it's, it's going to leave you better. Uh, yep. We do, uh, we do lives every single day. So I answer every one of my comments, every one of my uh, messages, you're getting, you're getting direct access to me. And what I appreciate about Dr. Brian, he's the same way too. And in social media, there's a lot of half inch D people meaning that they put on facades, but like, Dr. Brian, we truly want social interaction. Like you have access to us because when I said like this is this is our oxygen, yeah. And this you you're a when you write when you comment and you write to us, you have to understand. Yes, we're helping you, but you're helping us by allowing us to be what we were created to be. And that to us is uh, it's 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 life. It's like I can't explain. It's oxygen, and so it really is a win win for everybody. I love it.
0: Guys, thank you so much once again. Go visit Dr. Zano. Everything will be down in the show notes, as said, stated previously. Thank you, Dr. Zano, again for having, for coming on, for reaching out. I thank you so much, guys. Be a hero. We'll see you in the next episode.